Ciao ragazzi, we're on air. It's episode five of the Milan Guys podcast. Uh, we're really excited to bring you episode five. Uh, it's been a really hectic week, really exciting week for Milan Eastie. Um, so we have the other co-founder of uh, TMG, Mike. Mike, how's it going, man? What's up, guys? How are you? Good, good. And we have our special guest today. He's actually a personal friend of mine I met at school. Big Milan fan too, Jurgen. Jurgen, first time on the show. How's it going, man? Good, how are you? Good, man. Good. Thanks for being here. So, yeah, no you know, we have tons to talk about today. Um, you know, it's been, a, as I just said, it's been a really, really hectic week. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of information, you know, about Milan's Mercato and stuff. And the Mercato hasn't even started yet. <laughs> it's two months away, a month and a half away. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, quick recap of Sunday's match. We qualified for Europa League. Uh, we're beating Bologna three nothing at home. Um, we did it. We took a, a while to get our first goal. I mean, I, I was a little scared to be honest. You, and it was zero zero. I thought, okay, here we go. We're gonna freaking tie the game zero zero, and then we're gonna have to, you know, go to Cagliari on on Saturday or Sunday and, and try to win there. Um, but the actually La Padula scored the first goal. And uh, they, they called it off. They said Montalivo touched it. I think I was the wrong call, to be honest with you. I think it was a back pass. I don't think Montalivo touched that ball. Um, Lepadula score. And then, you know what? Two minutes later, a uh, superb ball for Mati Fernandez. I love Mati Fernandez. I said it before, and he was great yesterday. Or yesterday, last week when he came on. A great pass from Mati Fernandez to Delefeu. Delefeu with a top finish. That kind of opened the floodgates. Then Kasuki Honda, of all people. Kasuki. The guy who's played four games all season, not even four games, like 200 minutes all season, comes on and he scores a banging free kick. Well, actually, it's a vintage Honda free kick, to be honest with you. Um, he makes it 2 nothing, And then uh, Mati Fernandez assisted another goal to uh, Gianluca Lapadula, who was actually very, very good. Lapadula was very dangerous all game, really good hold-up play. Um, he scored his eighth Serie A goal. Um, and which Nash three nothing win, and you know the, the players were. I know it's a little. You know, people say it's really embarrassing. Um, you know how we're celebrating and stuff like that. But you know what? This this team was not supposed to do. Like this team wasn't. They, they weren't supposed to finish ahead of Inter and stuff, right? And we did. So I mean, you know, you can people can make fun of. Uh, of what they want with with us celebrating like that, you know, with throwing Montel up in the air. But you know what? It, it was a uh, we didn't we don't have much we didn't have much money. We only brought in a couple guys, and we still were able to uh, compete with the top dogs. And if we would have got more points, if Bonaventura kept healthy, you know, we could have had we could have been even higher. So I'm really happy we qualified for Europa League. Gives us something to look forward to this summer, and it also speeds up our mercato. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys both watched the match, correct? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, Mike, start with you. Mike, just quick thoughts on the match on Sunday. What do you think? What, like what you, was your reaction? Like you said, like watching it, it had that feeling of a game that was just going to end up in like a zero zero, and I was didn't really want that just because I didn't want to go to the last game. Like I've mentioned, like I want to be the ones that decide our own future, not have to wait on anybody else. So, um, it was good that we eventually broke the floodgates and we were able to get the result, like a nice little three nothing result. Like that was justice. Um, other than that, it was a 
It was. Uh, it took a lot, like you said, to build up for the game to open up, and it was. I'm not gonna lie, I was getting a little worried too. I had that feeling, like I said, but eventually, once that first goal, like not Lapadu was the one that got called outside, but the first one by Delufeo, once that went in, like I started feeling good, and then we just scored right away, and then I knew we had it. So that was comforting to see. It felt good having knowing that you can go into the last game and not have to worry and have to clinch it, and that you can kind of essentially throw it all your reserves up there. No point of risking your starting eleven. So that was good as well, thinking about that. And just to touch on what you said about people saying, like, oh, celebrating. You know, the last four years have been quite a bit of a struggle. And I know this, like, as a historically, Milan as a club is one to be celebrating Champions League victories, trophies, and stuff like that. And, you know, it's kind of, like, sad in a way to be celebrating sixth place. But at the same time, I have no issue with it because it's a reminiscence of seeing, like, light at the end of the tunnel. And I know Europa League, again, is not the biggest thing in terms of, like, um, in comparison to Champions League. But at the same time, it's showing light at the end of the tunnel, showing that, you know, we're taking the steps to eventually get back to that point. So I have no problem celebrating steps toward getting to the overall goal that we all want. Yeah, no, it's a process, right? Like I said before, yeah. it's it's the process of getting back to the top. You don't you don't just wake up and, and get there, right? You know, it's, 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 it's always a process. Trust the process. Um, yeah, Jurgen. Just I know you're probably gonna agree, but anything else you have to add to it? Anything different? Um, not anything different. I agree with a lot of what you guys said because it did feel like those games of the past where we would play well, but it would ultimately end up in us drawing or even losing to a team way below our level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to mention how uh, professional I think that Honda is because he didn't get any playing time the whole season and he still plays his hardest, trains his hardest. He doesn't complain about anything. So I'm just appreciative of uh, his professionalism. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with all, sure. all of what you guys said about the match. Oh yeah, for sure. I've, uh, I'm pretty sure. I think, I think it was Mike. I think Mike tweeted like Honda's a pro. It's uh, because, you know, when you, when you don't play that, when you, when he came in, right, he was supposed to be a guy that um, he was supposed to be a guy that was going to be a star. Not, yeah. like, not like, you know, a major big money sign. He was free, but he was supposed to be like a really top player, like a number 10. He wore the number 10 shirt. It's prestigious. So he yeah. was supposed to be, you know, really effective. And unfortunately, you know, we tried to make him to a right winger and stuff. It never really worked out. Um, but, you know, he kept focused and he came on. And he did say he's leaving the end of his contract, but he kind of gave us a lasting gift before he left, which yeah. was nice. And it was kind of cool seeing all the guys jumping on him and stuff like that. And, Getting really happy for him. It was a nice free kick. Honda's great at free kicks, honestly. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to see, and it was a really big, big three points. And it was it's really good for motivation too, because then you have like, and people understand this. Like, look look at Donnarumma and the Fasuso renewals for a second, right? See, we don't make Europa League this year. Maybe they're thinking in their head, oh well, maybe we're not actually progressing as well as I thought, right? So. Like, with us qualifying for Europa League, in their heads and their agents, they'd be like, you know what, maybe we are on the uprise. We're going to qualify for Europa League, get some better signings, and get our way back to Champions League. I want to stay and stay for the project, you know? It kind of, it, it, it sparks the project. Um, I completely agree. And that's big. Yeah, for sure. And that's huge. It's huge for us. Um, you heard with, with uh, Romagnoli, and I think Romagnoli should be the captain next year. A hundred percent. You heard, you saw Romagnoli... Uh, Romagnoli said, he said, if I was Donnarumma and all the other guys, you stay and be part of the project, part of the part of the uprise. So he's, yeah, I even tweeted out about that because like Romagnoli is kind of a guy who does, not that doesn't show emotion, but like he seems more like a quiet guy, like he just gets his job done. And 
you know, like seeing him actually come out and stay stuff like say stuff like that is kind of very reassuring. Especially like that's a guy like you hold on to for the future. You want to see him wear the armband, especially like early in the season when we saw reports of like fifty million dollar offer from Chelsea for him. Like the fact that he's bought in and he's like convincing other people is like a really reassuring thing for me. Because I always like wonder, like you know, is this like a guy like we have, we spend money on, we want to invest in, but could eventually leave. But hearing those things are really reassuring. For sure, and uh, we don't want to go too much in the games. It was, it was kind of long ago, but. Um... You know, it, it's a really big thing for us. And uh, let me just tell you guys right here. Uh, I have the Europa League schedule. Like, what, what, uh, what, what, what dates you want to uh, kind of put in the back of your minds? Just for well, let me get it for you guys here. Um, here it is. So the Europa League breakdown. So uh, just to let you guys know. So July fourteenth will be the the draw, the third round draw of who we're gonna play in the first qualifying round. The first leg will be on July twenty seventh. Second leg will be on August third, and if we win that tie, we'll do the the draw for the second qualifying, so the playoff draw, will be August fourth, and then the first leg will be August seventeenth. Second leg August twenty fourth. If we also win that qualifying round, we'll go into the Europa groups, Europa League group stage. Great group stage will start, which start whenever. Um, yeah, that's that's basically what uh, what what happened, and you know what, I'm, it's kind of cool that uh, that we're starting so early. I mean, I haven't, I don't remember the last time. I to be honest, you, I don't think Milan's ever started this early. We'll start in July. Um, usually, we're still in USA or China or Australia. I don't know, fuck, anywhere else. Um, you know, at that early. So it's, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm really happy. You know, track some players again and all I just mentioned it before also it's really it speeds of the mercato too I, I want I want I don't want signs to drag across two months I want signs to be be rumored get an agreement happen sign them I don't want to be reading different reports every single day and it seems like that's gonna happen and now we're gonna burden some really big mercato talk so as you guys know uh Mateo, Mateo Musaccio, he uh He's basically he, he's basically arrived. Like the Milan account tweeted him videos of him walking around Milanello and Casa Milan and, and crap. So he's in. He's here. That's that's official. The Villarreal uh, director said all parties agreed upon whatever. So he's through. Uh, we were told. I was told by uh, you know a source of mine who's connected to like the really reliable Sky and stuff. Um, he said that Cassie. Uh, basically, everybody else is saying just confirmed it to me. Cassie uh, and Rodriguez. Rodriguez, he's actually kind of hurt still, so he's not playing in the qualifying. Uh, in the, sorry, in the relegation battle for Wolfsburg, they just won one nothing yesterday. But after they play their second leg on Monday, that deal will uh, accelerate and be complete. So that's that's done as well. And Frank Yannick Cassie, um, his his medical will be on Monday, Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, and the deal should be done by Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday next week. So that's three signs in the span of, you know, May, Ju- end of May, June. And that's pretty impressive. Um, and we've been linked to so many different names. And, you know, what? and with how quickly we've, uh, we were able to snatch up Cassine Rodriguez and stuff, you know, we can have a lot of signings done before July 1st even comes about. Um, Jurgen, what do you, what do you think about, not, not Musacho, because he's kind of been linked for him for a while. What's, because you're, you haven't been on the show before, what's your thoughts on, uh, on, potentially Kessie and Rodriguez being confirmed next week. 
Uh, I'm excited about both of them because they're both good players. Uh, I know, obviously, Wolfsburg aren't having the best season, but I don't think you can pin that only on Rodriguez, right? Like some people probably would try to. Uh, but for me, he's probably the second best left, left back in the Bundesliga after Alaba. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Kolasinac would be a bit higher above him this season, but I'm not sure. But he's up there, definitely. Uh, yeah. So he's a really good signing. And we haven't had a proper left back in years, so it's really good to finally reinforce that position and have like a proper player there and he's a good he's good on free kicks i've heard and he's good going forward so he's gonna add that extra attacking threat which uh we do need uh and with Kessie, i'm really happy about him too he's a really promising player he's really physical uh he's he's an engine pretty much he can defend he can go forward it's really good i am i was kind of uh wanting tielman's because he was a bit cheaper and i think he's got a higher ceiling uh but they're Obviously, he went to Monaco, but Kessie's great. I'm really happy with the addition of him. Yeah, no, it's, it's perfect. And actually, just to add on that, uh, Rodriguez actually uh, played as a center back for a long, uh, a big part of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, as playing as a center back, you know, you can't really pin the blame on that. To be honest, I'm surprised how bad Volsler were this year. That's really surprising. Yeah, it's crazy because they yeah. got, like, the quarterfinal of the Champions League last year, right? Or yeah, something? yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They, they lost to Real Madrid last year. They yeah. Beat, yeah, so they lost to Real Madrid. So, I don't know. It's kind of crazy, but uh, I have a friend who's a Bundesliga fan, and he told me that uh, that Rodriguez is easily like the second best, uh, the second best left back in Bundesliga, like behind like David Alaba, which is pretty yeah. prestigious because David Alaba's world class. Oh yeah. Um, no, yeah, Rodriguez is good. Cassie's good. Uh, Mike, we've already talked about it in another episode, and I'm going to ask you, but I'll kind of move on. Um, so, you know. Confirming three signings really quickly is really it's just, it's a it's positive. No, you know when you when you look at uh, you know what our new owners are doing, you can tell there's a real project in place. Um, let's move on. You know, there's no secret we're trying to get our number nine, our bomber striker. Uh, there's been a few rumored names: Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, uh, Alvaro Morata, and Andrea Belotti's kind of been fading. A uh, hundred million euro price tag, which he's not worth. I wouldn't pay that. Um, it looks like Morata has been our first choice for a while. It's been reported that. So, um, basically, Morata, it was reported by uh, Gazeta de la Sport and Mar- Marsa in Spain, I think it was. Who they, uh, Gazeta said that uh, Morata said yes to us. He agreed. We were going to pay him 7.5 million euros a year. And we have a 60 million euro bid for Real Madrid, which they're probably going to accept. Um, so, I'm... I I was tweeting on my personal account yesterday and stuff. I really really want Alvaro Morata. Uh, he's a top player, a top striker. He'll definitely add a different uh, element to our team, and he'll make our, our attack way more dangerous to uh, opposing defenses. Um, and it looks like honestly, apparently he chose us over uh, <clears throat> he chose us over uh, Chelsea and Manchester United. So, I mean, that's pretty big. If if, if true, that's pretty big. Um, because, you know, Chelsea Menu are, are also clubs who can pay him a lot of money. So, and especially because both of them can offer them Champions, can offer him Champions League football next season too. So if he, but apparently he wants to be at Milan because he's going to be the the undisputed stri- uh, starter, which is true. He wants to be the star because he played a second fiddle at Green Benzema this year, which is kind of unfair. I think he's better than Benzema. Um, Mike, what, what do you think? I know you agree with me here. But what do you think about potential Monata signing? Because it seems like it's getting closer and closer every single day. For me, I get very excited every every day as it gets potentially gets closer just because, I mean, let's go into the same conversation, but out of the three that we mentioned between Belotti, Aubameyang, and Morata, he is my first choice. 
um, for reasons that I've already stated. I think he's the most proven. I think he's the one who will do most well. I love Belotti, Milanista, you know, guy who played in, plays in Serie A, doing well this season. But at the end of the day, I think he could be very well. I just kind of fear that it's kind of a one-season thing, which I don't think it really is, but there's always that fear. At least Morata, you know, he he proved it with Juve when he was playing in the Serie A, but he's also proved it with Madrid, even being a backup striker, like you mentioned, to Benzema. So with that, I don't know what more he could possibly want. And just to shorten it, even with a bumming, like obviously a youth project with us, and, you know, he's doing well in the Bundesliga, but not doubting his talent or anything. But for me, he's not my first choice. Like I've mentioned before, I don't think he's the guy, maybe for another team, but I don't think he's the guy for us. I think Morata's kind of the guy. Like I see even some people like, oh, he kind of reminds me of people, Inzaghi, like how he shows up in big games and he, you know, he's kind of guaranteed to score for you. So, and I see a lot of people agreeing with the whole Morata as the first choice. And the fact that Milan have him at the first choice is very promising to me. And I really, really, really hope it gets done. Yeah, no, yeah, for, no, for sure. sure. He's a, he's a really, really, really good player. Uh, and, you know, it'd be – I think I'm echoing. Uh, hello? Okay. Um, it'd be – he's a really good player. And it'd also be a huge mock to uh, Juventini if uh, if Morata came came over to Milan because they all say, oh, he's still a Juventino. He's still a Juventino. He, he, doesn't, he won't go to another Italian club. It'd be great if he came to Milan because that'd be a huge slap in the face to, uh, to the cheaters. Um, so, yeah. That'd be cool. Um, no, yeah, Morata would be really top, really, really, a really, really top signing. And if we were able to confirm him, you know, by Marzio or something by, you know, June, that would really kickstart it because then he'd be available right away for Europa League qualifiers. Um, you know, he'd be able to train with us for a couple of weeks and stuff. So, I, you know, I really want that to happen. I hope, I hope we can close a deal for it. I mean, if Gazeta, if Gazeta is reliable in any way, um, you know, it could happen. It really could. Um, anyways, apart from that, let's move on. Um, you know, we have a few people tweeting us, stuff like that, you know, and they're saying they really liking what they're hearing. Uh, this guy says we should kind of go through a Man U way, try to attract some big players like they did, and then that now they made Champions League through, uh, they made Champions League through Europa League. Yeah, which I don't know if that's the best kind of option, to be honest. Well, I know, I know. It's just an opinion. It's an opinion I saw. Um, so let's move up. Let's go up, let's go up the list here. Um, we're also, we're also looking for a backup striker. It was reported, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, um, we were interested in, uh, Patrick Sheik, uh, from Santoria. Well, every team is interested in Patrick Sheik. Um, we're looking for a young backup striker. So then Dimarzio actually reported today that we're actually interested in, uh, Dembele, Moussa Dembele from, uh, from Celtic, the Celtic Dembele, mm-hmm. um, young striker. I think he's, I believe he scored 16 goals. Uh, in in Scottish Premier League this season, young player, uh, good player. I, I have to, I have to, I have a few Celtic friends. I have to talk to them about it. But uh, I'm pretty sure. Well, from what I know, from right now, he's a pretty good player, and he'd be a good signing. But the only thing is, I think Celtic don't want to give him away for cheap because he's one of their stars. Um. So yeah, I mean, the, the, we're looking for the young striker. I mean, I I don't know really why because I like Lapadula as a backup. Uh, to be honest with you, I think he runs around and, uh, you know, he, he runs and he has Grinta and he cares. And he, he, he had eight goals in like a thousand a bit minutes. It's pretty good. Um, but, yeah, we, we're looking for one. Patrick Sheik definitely an option. And also uh, Giovanni Simeone from Genoa. So, Mike, what do you think? Like, 
in, all, in your honest opinion, do you think, do you really think if we were to go out and get like Giovanni Simeone, do you think he's really an upgrade over Gianluca Lapadula? Uh, it's a good question, but also a tough question, just because like I know, and I, I'll I'll put him and uh, Sheik in the same conversation, so I'm talking about both. Um, both guys with really good seasons this year. That's undoubtedly to say. Um, you know, they're both young, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, lots of potential as well. So with that, there's a little bit of an unknown. Like I mentioned before, Belotti, is, a, is it a one-season kind of thing? Is it something that's going to maybe consistently continue? We don't know. Um, in terms of Lapadula, we've obviously seen him quite a bit this season. You know, he's even taking over Baca's spot at some times. You know, I like his hold-up play. It's much better than Baca. You know, like you mentioned, he has Grinta. He loves the club. He loves the jersey. He's beloved by the fans. So that's obviously a good thing. Just sometimes, you know, as a backup striker, like when you're coming in, it's usually because, you know, either like a formation change or the main striker is not doing a good job. So you got to come in and be that poacher to kind of prove yourself. Lapadu has done that sometimes this season, but there's been quite a few times as well when he's missed some absolute sitters. And, you know, it's kind of affected us in a way. And that's not being harsh to him. It's just the reality of it. So it's kind of an up-in-the-air question just because – I love to keep Lapadula just because, you know, keeping him doesn't do any harm in my opinion. But at the same time, you know, maybe a, pa a Patrick Sheik or Giovanni Simeone as a backup could potentially be an upgrade just because of their higher ceiling. And, you know, a lot of people saying that, like, Lapadula is having a little bit hard time adjusting to Serie yeah, So, to be honest with you, as a final conclusion, I would say whether we keep Lapadula or we get a Sheik or Simeone, I, I don't think it really matters for me. I think it's kind of a win-win situation because for both parties, I think the future is unknown. So it's a risk that either way it's going to happen. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But just, just so like stats-wise, I'm looking at who scored here. Simeone, 12 goals and an assist in 2,618 minutes. And Lepadula had seven goals and three assists in 1,200 minutes. Seven goals and three assists in 1,200 minutes actually is not bad. No, it's not bad at all. He's he contributed a lot of goals. He's actually, and if you put it, and if you put it in perspective, every time he scored, usually he's won us a lot of points this year with his goals or assists. Um, just to put it in perspective, his first goal against Palermo that won us three points. Then he scored two against Empoli. That he scored two. Was it the one the game winner? No, I'm not sure. I forget. But he scored two against Empoli. Then he scored the one against Crotone in the 86 minute. Um, he scored one against Empoli and we lost, but okay, we'll, we'll take that out. Then he scored. Then he assisted. He assisted uh, Mati Fernandez's goal against Genoa. We beat him one nothing, and then he assisted Delafeu's goal against Atalanta with an important point on away. And then he scored again against Bologna. That didn't really matter that much, but he was still he was really good last game. Really, really good. Um, I'm a fan of La Padula. Uh, I really, really like Lepadula. I don't know what it is. I just really like players who, who show that they love the club and will do anything, and they'll sacrifice their body, they'll sacrifice themselves to, to, for the goodness of the club. Um, and I just don't think, you know, bringing in Simeone, I mean, if you bring in Simeone on the low for a cheap price, does it, does it really mean you have to get rid of Lepadula? Like, I, I don't know. If you bring in, I, I'd, be for, I'd be for bringing Simeone in, but not for Lepadula. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, I don't want. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to sell up Padula because what happens if he comes in and scores? Like, he scores seven goals. That's not, that's not, that's not even terrible. Like, 
Dybala had nine goals this year. Just comparison. I don't know. He played a lot more minutes. Like it. I think a fair thing a lot of do is like sometimes you know how like there's that the notion of like and I can give quite a few examples. Like I'm like I don't want to say he's these type of players, but in, I'll explain elaborate very quickly. Like I want to say in terms of like a a Boriello, a Mattia Destro, or a Matri. Like guys when they go to a big club, they don't really perform at the level they should be just because like you know all the pressures and this and that but when they go to like maybe a mid-table team like a Genoa or like a Sampdoria or Torino or something like that they actually excel but as soon as they take that next step you know they don't excel or they can't adapt so and like we've seen it with Destro, Boriello and like Matri so I'm not saying Lapadula is those guys but I'm just saying like if we like your point if you do sell him does he like do well somewhere else he potentially might just because he's better with like a more smaller team and maybe like a guy like a Simeone or a Sheik or one of those people, how you see like when they take the next step, they do even better. So it, it's, up, it's, up, it's up in the air. No one really knows. Like I said, just to wrap it up, I don't have a problem keeping Lapadula, but if we bring in like a Sheik or a Simeone, Simeone, I don't have a problem either. So I, I don't see how we really lose. I mean, I could be wrong, but. Okay. Jurgen, quickly, just before we move on, what do you think? Lapadula, uh, Lapadula, Sheik, like well, Sheik's different. Sheik's better than Simeone. Um, but what do you like? What would like, but she could also be like 30 million euros. So, I'd wh here's, here's a big question here, and you guys in the live chat here and everything do you really want to waste 30 million euros of our budget on a striker that might score a few more goals and La Padula off the bench? Well, well, the thing with Sheik is, I think his release clause is 25 million, yeah, so but not, yeah, but but. And a lot of people don't want to really match that, it seems, because I think, again, it's it's kind of like a Bellotti thing. It's You don't know if it's a one-season thing with Sheik as well, because he's done well, but he could all of a sudden just drop off and do nothing next yeah. year. Mm -hmm. So you never know. So it's always a gamble with the young players. Um, I, wouldn't, I, I would like to keep Lapadula for another year, but I guess... If you could offer like a straight swap or like Lapadula and like ten million or something for Sheik, I think that's probably a good deal. Um, also, I I wouldn't be opposed to. We're not really linked to him, but I wouldn't be opposed to Dolberg because I think he's got a big future. Uh, so I wouldn't be opposed to him as our backup. But uh, I wouldn't spend the twenty five million on Sheik. I would rather keep Lapadula than spend that much because we yeah. could use it elsewhere in the midfield or you know contribute to Maratha or something. Yeah. Our problem isn't our, our issue is my my point is our issue is not the backup striker. Yeah, you know what I mean, like we have other problems because Lapadula as a backup is actually not bad. He's a pretty good striker for a backup striker. Yeah, um, I mean he he does miss uh, some sitters, but he he makes up for it with like his work ethic, yeah. and uh, he scored some clutch goals as well. So it's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't know. Just for me, I I love Lapadula. Maybe I'm a little biased, but like I, I just think you can't. It's a guy you don't let go. I don't know. It's a guy you just don't let go because unless he's unless he unless he scored one goal this year or something, but like he really did play well in the minutes he got. Um, and you know, and he he'll run for ninety minutes. To he he doesn't have cement in his boots. You know, he doesn't like we were saying with Baca. He doesn't really run or he doesn't run anymore. Um, but you know, we're gonna move on. Uh, is a good that was a really good discussion actually you know it's really it's controversial we'll see we'll do a poll later on Twitter and see what people say um, let's go to the next topic so and I know Mike will be very happy about this so M by Niang um, oh, wait. Niang uh, Niang he's uh, 
it's been reported that Wofford, because Mazzari got got sacked, he they're not gonna they're not gonna redeem Niang because uh, you know he was a favorite of Mazzari and he's not returning. And Niang doesn't want to stay there either, and he wants to come back to Milan. And it was just reported yesterday by uh, Alfredo Padula, he's been pretty reliable over the past few months. That uh, Everton, Ronald Coleman really likes Niang, and um, and they're willing to spend sixteen to eighteen million euros, and they're in pole position to sign him. Um, I will, I we're gonna take the sixteen to eighteen million euros and freaking run. Um, usually, English teams overpay, and this is oh, yeah. another example. Uh, I'd be very happy with 16, 18 million because that can fund something else. I can help fund something else. Like even something like a Lucas Bealia or something like that, I would, I would fund that. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are opposed to that. We'll talk about later. But uh, basically, yeah. So, I mean, Niang leaving for 16, 18 million. There's obviously no room for him. He can't play. He's, he can't play on the left wing. He's not a left winger. He's a, he's a striker. But, like, he's not a striker on Milan. He, he could be a striker on somewhere like uh, – Sassuolo or something, something like that. I think I could see him being like a prima punta, something there. But let's go to Mike, Mike, because you're going to say Mike. I know you're not. You're, I know you're not a fan of Niang whatsoever. Um, so, what what are your thoughts on uh, selling him for potentially that much amount? Music to my ears. <laughs> it's on. Okay, uh, just to make it short, not. No disrespect to the guy. I mean, he's probably a nice guy like, in terms of that. But in terms of I only know him from a soccer point of view. Not the guy I want. Not the guy I need to see at Milan. Take the $60 million and run. That's all I'm going to say. Jurgen, what about you? Uh, I agree completely. I think he had a lot of potential when we signed him. But he just can't seem to, you know, like grow. Like he, he grows a little bit and then he plateaus and then like he declines a bit. So I, he can't just – he can't seem – to put like advance his career, and I think the Premier League is his level. I think the Serie A is a bit hard for him because it's more of a tactical league, so it's harder for him to because all he does is gets the ball and he runs, and then he just like at the last minute he does something because he his decision making is off. It's kick and run. Yeah, but in the run. Premier League you can get away with that more because it's not as much tactics. It's just yeah. play fast, like just try and like you know what I mean. So I think the Premier League is his level, and I think Everton would probably be a good club for him. Um, yeah, and I think no, yeah. the sixteen to eighteen million is a big, big amount of money. I wouldn't pay ten million for him, so it's yeah. it's a steal. <laughs> so exactly, yeah. perfect. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Take it and run. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a really good deal. Can also fund other transfers, which is huge. Um, you can put it toward Keita Balde. You can put it toward Biglia. You can put it toward I don't know the Morata. You can like help that. You could put it toward Delafeu if we want to redeem him. You can do some yeah. things with that. So yeah, okay. So let's 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 weigh in on uh, on Lucas Biglia, the Lazio capitano and regista. Lucas Biglia, there's been a lot of links with uh, Fasone and Milabelli having meetings with uh, his agent and him and stuff. And he, apparently, our offer is better than Lazio's renewal offer. Uh, you're gonna go back to you. What would what would you what would you think about Lucas Biglia anchoring the midfield as a regista next year for for a low, not not expensive for like a. 15 million euro price range around there. What would you feel? How would you feel about that? I, I like it, but um, I, I do think he's a good player, but his age is a bit of an issue, and it leads me to believe he'd kind of be like a stopgap option because uh, 
we don't he could play well and then his legs could give out like Baca like all of a sudden you know so I think it's kind of a risk to get him because of his age I'd be more inclined to get somebody like Paredes which we've been linked to like very like we I saw a link a couple of days ago I don't think we're linked heavily to him no we're not but I'd rather try and get like uh, somebody younger like Paredes or Bedell or somebody like that because it, Bilia's age is a bit of a you know, red flag to me, but he is a good player. So to have him for a year or maybe two years, if, if he can keep up with, you know, fitness and stuff, it would be a good move. Uh, but I would prefer a younger option. Mike. Um, it's actually perfect that you just mentioned that because it segues into what I want to say. Like I've seen a lot of, I've been tweeting about a lot of people talking about his age, which is a fair assessment because he is 31 years old. And, you know, especially as a midfielder, you're probably one of the guys who are moving around the most or on the field just because of the position and all that stuff. Um, with age, you know, obviously the legs and stuff like that. But I think what a lot of people sometimes forget about age is like a leadership role. And, you know, we're let's just, Kessie's uh, going to hopefully like is going to become official. You know, Bonaventura is going to be back next season. You know, Bonaventura's in his prime. He's like 27. Kessie's pretty young. So I know he's 31, you know, injuries and stuff like that. But at the same time, having a guy right in the middle of the field in the 4-3-3, if we continue that, who's 31, who's still a, a good player, one of uh, one of the best registas in Serie A, and I think I think what the benefits that a lot of people don't see is a leadership role, a vocal leader who can help teach like a guy like Locatelli after for the future, who can bring that leadership, who can be like a guidance and also still play well. But going on to your point, like it is a bit of a risk because who knows what if we sign him and then like right away he just gets injured or something like that. We're kind of screwed. So that's why the, the point that I like that you made, like maybe a two-year contract, because usually the, when you give guys a contract, yeah be four or five years if you can give him a two-year max three year i have no problem with that because you're kind of getting like insurance because you only because by the time that those years are over then he's kind of going to be done but and then just quickly just what you said about paredes i love paredes i'd love to see him at milan just the thing is like again with bilia's age if you're throwing paredes in there it's a really young mid midfield Right, yeah. pretty young. Paredes, pretty young, and Bonaventura is the oldest one, but he's only twenty-seven. So in reality, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just kind of old school about it, but I really like having your oldest guy in the middle, just to kind of be the general. Kind yeah, of, yeah, I agree. Like, 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 like it's kind of everything's too young, and there's no like real focal leader. Yeah, no, you want like a Dorossi, like almost exactly. Right? Yeah, I, that, I see um, your point, but yeah. the thing with Paredes is he's really mature for his age, in my opinion. And he's really calm on the ball. And I think, obviously, you want you can't have like a completely young side because the inexperience will catch up to you and you'll eventually fall off. So you do need some of the older players in there to guide the younger players. Um, but I think Paredes could uh, do well in that position based on – because he's just he's really mature for his age. He's like, what, 21, 22? But he yeah. plays like he's 28. Like he's so calm on the ball. He's so composed. Yeah, but he also so, doesn't play that much, right? Like he, when he when he plays, he only, he only does it like every so often. So how do we know that's going to translate to every game starter type numbers? You know yeah, I mean? that's fair. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Um, uh, in the live chat on YouTube here, a lot of guys are saying that uh, they want Bade, Milan Bade. I think he's probably the best option. Yeah, but that all depends on it. All depends on what like with the you know wages and stuff like that. Like you know what I mean? There's so many variables to it. You can't just say okay, we want this guy, I'm going to get him. Like yeah. There's so many variables to it. What happens if, if Bidet's agent's kind of being uh, kind of a, 
kind of a, a goofball and, and trying to trying to uh, trying to tell us to give him like you know three or four million euros a year, and that's a lot. We're not going to give a him lot that. Lot for for Billy is three million a year, isn't it? Uh, it's because uh, Lazio's was two point eight, and then ours is three, right? Um, I think that's what I read. Probably well, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Um. So yeah. So we give three million. Yeah. But Lucas Billy would only be like a two-year contract, right? Yeah. So I, that, that's not bad. I think like, on a two-year contract, Billy is probably a good option. Yeah, a two-year contract. Well, think about it. He, he, I watched a lot of Lazio games this year. He and Lazio had a great year. He was a big part of that. Yeah, um, for sure. So I mean, he's pretty good. Like that's that's uh, like he's a pretty good regista, and he can definitely be a general in the midfield. Um, yeah. The only thing is I wouldn't pay more than $15 million for him. I think that's the absolute max that we should yeah, pay. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I wouldn't pay any more than that. I'm pretty sure it was reported that they wanted a $40 million for Keita Balde and, and Bilia, both. Well, Didn't they know. want 50 and we were offering 40 no, that... no, 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 we weren't offering 40 for both. They just wanted 40 for both. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, you, we all know Lotito always plays a high, a hard bargain. Oh, so yeah. that's not surprising. But if he really wants to sell them and, and he's going to be doing that and he's going to realize soon that no one's going to pay that, he'll, he'll lower it. Well, yeah, because they're out of contract soon. So yeah, they might as well sell them for some money now instead of letting them go for free next year. So. Exactly, for sure. He's kind um, of backed into a corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, so another one, uh, Conti, Andrea Conti, right back from Atalanta. We've been really heavily linked. Apparently, from every source, we're the front runners for him. It'll be around in the vicinity of 20 million euros. I really, really support this signing, you know, because fullbacks can really can fullbacks can win you a game. Fullbacks can make you a stronger team. Look at the Juve or Madrid. Like fullbacks can make you can make you a stronger team. Mike, what do you think about a possibility of Conti be on the right on the right back of four three three next year? Oh my god, I love it. Like the kid to me just stands out. And like I don't like I like I even tweeted out like I think Atalanta's are new Genoa, but at the same time, like they have actually quality players. And Conti, like you know how me and you have discussed about Abate before, like you know he's he's more segued into that vocal leader, the leadership role, than rather than a guy who's actually more effective on the field, like in terms yeah. of actual like uh, playing. So to have a new breath of fresh air in that position because most likely Ricardo Rodriguez is going to take the left-back position. So filling that up as a right-back position with a young Conti, you know, the guy's Italian, he seems pretty proven already. And uh, $20 million for – I know he's younger, but for defenders nowadays, like a price that kind of low in a sense with a guy with a pretty decently high ceiling, I'm pulling the plug for that just because – I really don't want to see a Bate starting. Like, I have no problem with Bate coming off the bench from, like, the 60th minute, whatever. I don't know, just something like that. But if we can get Conti, I'd be so happy. I'm pulling the plug for $20 million. Yeah, I know. So am I. I'd definitely pay $20 million for that. Jurgen, uh, how much do you know about Conti? Would you like him? Yeah, he's definitely a good player. Um, for He's not my first choice. My first choice would be Husai uh, for a couple of reasons. Oh, yeah, 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 he's the best up. right back in the league, you're and I'm Albanian, up. so I'm a bit biased. But I do think he's the best right back in the league. But Conti's definitely a good option. I think the price tag is good for you know the amount of potential he has. He's played really. He's been instrumental for Atalanta this year, and I, he's definitely one of the better right backs in the league. Um, and he he can grow and he can replace Abate and then maybe we could loan out Calabria and have him get some first team minutes at like Spall or something like that. Yeah. So I think uh, Conti is definitely a great move, especially for the price. 
Yeah, no, I, I think I, I would definitely be for that too. Um, moving on to a different player. So I, we kind of talked it. I talked about it. Kita Balde. Um, you know, he's a really good player. He really ended the season off really well. He won't be playing in the last game. He got a red card against him too, which is kind of BS. But uh, um, he has been really, really good. Uh, I would love him as a left winger, you know. I wouldn't mind the Lefeu back, to be honest with you, but it seems like Barcelona and Everton are going to be dicks about it. So um, I'm, not, I'm not willing to freaking wait, wait around and not have a left winger for the uh, – left winger for the Europa League qualifying. We need to have a left winger unless Bonaventura plays in the left wing, but that means we have to sign two midfielders. So um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, I want to keep the ball day, but it seems like Lotito and Juve and all these other teams, and then I'm pretty sure Atletico Madrid are interested in him now. And it's like, there's a lot of teams interested and we have to basically beat him for the signature. So those developments will be, we'll hear more about that. Uh, I guess later on, um, Obama Yang too. Apparently, he wants to leave Dortmund. Apparently, he's leaving. Uh, the rumor is that he wants to leave, and Milan are one of the teams that are that are interested with like PSG and stuff like that. Um, his dad, his dad lives in Milano. Still, think his dad has a business in Milano. Obama Yang. Um, that's why he's always around in Milano. So, I mean, I, I guarantee he wouldn't be opposed to moving here. But I remember if. Couple months ago, he was uh, reportedly wanting like 12 million euros in wages, 13 million euros. There's no way we're paying 13 million euros for a striker. That's like Pogba esque, and I'm not paying that much money for a player. Um, I'd give him max like what Morata wants is 7 million euros when we offered him, apparently. Uh, but again, Morata's my first choice, and it seems like it's your first, your guys' first choice too for the, uh, for the price around 60 million. Because Belotti, I'm not paying 100 million euros for a striker. Um, that, that's ridiculous, but, um, let's talk quickly, um, departure. Uh, so one team in Turkey, I don't even know how to pronounce their name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, neither on. do I. I've been, no, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce their name. I think it's, let me, let me try right here. Until four. Uh, I'm sorry if we butcher it. Listen, listen, listen. And Ant, Ant, Antlispor, Antlispor. Let's call him Antlispor. So Antlispor on Turkey they uh, apparently they met they met with us at Casa Milan yesterday. Casa Milan was hectic, man. Everybody was there. It was a party yeah. yesterday. It was a party at Casa Milan. Everybody was freaking there. Everybody's aging, their mothers, their daughters, their sisters, freaking grandparents. Everybody was there yesterday. I don't know what the hell was going on, but actually no, the barbecue was going on. That's why everybody was there for the barbecue. They wanted free food. Yeah, they want to <laughs> they want to see Baka cook some meat. Yeah, that's all he's good at anymore. Yeah, so. Um. But they, uh, they apparently the uh, Antlaspor team. They want uh, they're interested in Zapata, Paleta, and Kuchka and Jose Sosa. They're interested in four players. Um, yeah, I know Kuchka. The, Kuchka actually just arrived. He's still there. Uh, about an hour ago, he arrived at Casa Milan with his mom. It's kind of cool. Yeah, the, the, you know the meeting lasted five minutes. That's it. Yeah, yeah I heard that. Like well, I'm he, thinking he either was told later to stay out, and even Di Marzo tweeted, he's like, "Yeah, I'm trying to find out what happened." Who who reported it? I don't. The I, everyone, could they? Because you know, like, there's people outside of Casa Milan that like take pictures of like when agents come yeah. in. Yeah. Like, really, Kuchka came in with his mom, and then five minutes later, he, he walked. He came out. Yeah, because he, he received an offer from Antlospor for sure. Um, well, what I'm thinking is he was either told like he's staying 100, percent and it was short, or he, or he was told he's leaving and he got mad and left. 
Yeah, no, I guess so. Or but... even could have been like something like maybe their meeting got delayed just because I am apparently Aubameyang's oh, an agent who is associated with Aubameyang was also there as well. So maybe like they want to delay the meeting or something. I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird because usually these meetings last around like half yeah, an hour, like at least half an hour. Um, no, it's getting really, it's getting really insane. No one knows what the hell's going on anymore. Mirabelli and and Fasone, uh, grande uomo. <laughs> they're awesome they're awesome um i've never seen this type of speed before in my life oh, yeah that's crazy galliani um, would be scraping the bottom of the barrel on the last day hey 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 <laughs> uh, he has a point but i know where you were trying to go with that no I, hey hey galliani is the legend <laughs> he's the reason why milan are as popular as they are so i'm gonna miss the condor days Oh, Yo Condor! It was Yo. I remember it was the, the last day of the transfer market was the days of Yo Condor. The last few days, Yo Condor I, season. I was glued to my phone on the last day, just <laughs> seeing all the seeing all the like Milan Twitter is amazing when it comes to Yo Condor yeah, I know, I know. edits and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on here. Um, yeah, so Kuchka. So, the, so basically, they're gonna get rid of dead weight. Apparently, Andrea Poli is really close to Bologna. Um. Bologna wants him, which I mean, I, I tweeted this last night. I got some hate for it, to be honest with you. I literally tweeted. I said, a little, listen to the tweet. I said, unpopular opinion, but I freaking love Andrea Poli. Loves the crest. Average player, but has a big heart. Wouldn't mind him staying. I got a lot of hate on this. I tweeted this in the Milan guys. Like, I literally put in there, average player, he has a big heart. Like, that's all I said. This guy, you know, we're trying to get back to the glory days. Think, okay, like, I understand. Then the one guy said, we're used to mediocrity these days. It's like, well. Yeah, Julian yeah, roasted you. Man. Yeah, Julian. Yeah, but I fought, I'm <laughs> friends with Julian. I'm friends with Julian. But, um, no, I I don't know. I, I guess, uh, I, I don't know. I just like Poli because he plays. Again, he, I like guys who play for the crest. He's like kind of, he's a, he's a, he's a poor man's Gattuso, right? Um, I think like a Walmart version of Gattuso. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but he he uh, actually our version of Gattuso. Yeah, but he came on to defend the lead. Like when he came on to defend the lead, it actually wasn't bad. Like he was pretty good. Um, I don't know, just my opinion. But anyways, he's looking to leave. So basically, Fasone and Mirabelli are looking to get rid of the dead weight. Honda's already confirmed he's leaving. Um, so he's uh, a lot of dead weight, and we we wanted a lot of the dead weight to uh to get off to sorry to uh to leave for a while. So I mean, I guess it's it's, it's been coming. Um, you know, we need and apparently Bertolacci might go on loan to Bologna too, which will be pointless. Might as well just sell him. I mean, who the hell wants him? But dude, literally his, pay them to take him. He's dude, one of the worst midfielders I've seen dude, for us. Bertolacci's best moments in a Milan show was him freaking sleeping on his Snapchat stories and stuff. Like that. <laughs> Romagnoli always roasts him. Yeah, Romagnoli always roasts him. He always has him like sleeping. Or he did a thing with his nose yesterday. So. <laughs> so yeah. Um, no, it's it's cool. Um, yeah, he he can leave. He can he can leave. Honestly, he's not he's not good. But hey, I remember I said a few episodes ago I love Matia Fernandez and look at Matia Fernandez. He's one of our best midfielders right now. I say you redeem him, redeem him for on the low. It's like a million euros. Keep him as a bench player. Comes on, you know, plays a random game here and there. He's a good player. He doesn't lose the ball. Two assists last game against Bologna. Um, he had a goal and three assists for the season. Uh, I really like Matias Fernandez. I don't, I don't know if you guys agree. Not many people do agree. But uh, 
Yeah, I like Matias Fernandez. I think he's one of the him and like Pasalic are maybe the only ones I'll keep keep around. Oh, I like actually. You know what? It's tough because I like Kuchka too. I, I like. Yeah, I was really just gonna say if there's two guys I'd probably keep, I'd probably keep Mati Fernandez and Kuchka. Like I don't have a problem letting Pasalic go. Yeah, no, especially if Chelsea plays a hard bargain too, and they're dicks about it as well. Um, but yeah, you know we're gonna have to start wrapping it up soon. But the last conversation we gotta have—it's a huge day. And before with us, we'll, we'll quickly preview uh, preview Milan Cagliari. Huge, huge news: Gennaro Gattuso, Rino Gattuso, the new coach of Milan Primavera. Amazing, amazing, amazing deal. He's—he's he's the guy we need to coach the young players. This should have happened a while ago with another legend, but Gattuso's different. Um, it seems like every every Milanista is on the same page. Bringing him back is perfect, um, and you know I'm so happy. To, you know Gattuso's Calabrese too, like me. So I really like him. Um, he's a paese of mine. He's a paese. Um, and Mike, aren't you Calabrese as well? Yeah. Yeah. So you like him too, no? Of course. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, you know, he, he has the grinta. He has he knows exactly what, what it takes to win because he's done it before. And basically what he said today in his quotes, he said young players shouldn't be prima donnas or anything like that because they have to be grateful they're playing football. That's the exact mentality you have to have. So we don't have any more Hashima stores running around having secret meetings <laughs> in Barcelona. Dude, Hashima Store plays more NBA 2K than he does training for football. It does. Hilarious. You mean the Red Bull? You mean the Red Bull spokesperson? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat he beat Neymar in the skills competition. That's the only thing I like to win is yeah. yeah. So he's basically Gattuso, amazing, amazing. Uh, you know, and he's also gonna serve as like Montella's mentor too. That's kind of cool. So basically, he's gonna be involved in the first team Gattuso so like, I guarantee he'll be at training and stuff like that too he'll be at the team's training and you know he'll be and you know and maybe one day if if he has experience enough and he's good enough he'll uh he'll be able to take over you know, on his bench um you know players so will be scared to play for him they'll be scared not to play for him they'll be scared to make mistakes he'll whip him in the shape you know um Players can't slack. If they slack, they'll be sold. Pretty easy. We're not. We're not. We're not selling for mediocrity anymore. It's you don't want to work. You, you're gone. See you later. I want him to literally kick people if they slack. Oh, he will. He will. He will. You did oh, not yeah. see him slap his assistant coach in Pisa. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I know. I I have a friend who, who told us he wants to talk about. He's gonna listen to it after our podcast. Said he wanted us to talk about uh, Gattuso. and Gattuso is just such a great signing. I'm so happy to see him be on legend. But Maldini, take notes. Why aren't you calm? Like, what are you doing? Listen, I can wrap up the Maldini thing for you right now. What? Basically, you ha- you're going to have to look at it from two perspectives. So he's an old school kind of guy. You know, like for him, like seeing Chinese oh, um, like the Chinese uh, consortium owning like a team like Milan. So he's still having like Berlusconi there. It's something for like people with an older mentality. It's kind of hard to adapt to. And he's a guy. See, what confuses me just a little bit is – I know he's like probably one, of, if not uh, like the biggest bandiera that's ever been at Milan, like maybe Baresi. But like he's one, obviously, he's probably one of the biggest advocates. Like, you know, you have to work hard to get to where you want in life and yeah. stuff like that. But at the same time, like I know like he's kind of a guy you'd give an exception to. But like 
throwing him into a big major role, whether it's Silvio's Milan yeah. or the Chinese's Milan, right away, where it's not he's not like he like I don't think he knows enough about it. Like obviously he probably has ideas and stuff like that, but like I, I can say the same thing. Like oh yeah, throw me in there. I know what to do. Like we should go after these players, but I think it's a lot more complex than that. So I think like he kind of has to work his. I know it's kind of hard to say, like, Maldini, he shouldn't have to work his way to work at Milan. But in terms of the position that he wants, he wants, like, a Fasone position. Like, yeah, I know, already, man, without any experience. You have that with, like, you were a player. Like, Fasone has worked his way up to get to this point. Like, yeah. You can't just get thrown in there because, yeah, obviously it's cool to have Maldini back. Like, I friggin' love it. But at the same time, like, it might look good on paper kind of thing, but is it really good in terms of, like, a business point of view? I'd rather have Maldini kind of, like, maybe a little higher up than what Baresi does, like, a ambassador. Scout, a scout, a scout, too. Scout, scout or something like that. Like, he needs to start there, and then we'll go from there. Like, he can't just be thrown yeah. in right away. That's the kind of thing I don't understand with him. Yeah, no, exactly. That's And, you know, even, like, our, one of our favorite accounts, Rocco di Milano, he was saying, like, I love you, Maldini, but you can't. we can't just throw a, a guy in there just because yeah. he's a legend. Like, it's different. It's a different job. Like you just, you can't. You have to know exactly what you're doing. And and look at Zanetti. What about Zanetti's role? He has like an advisor role. Yeah, just something like. Something well, if like you look at Juve like, too, like Nedved started like not. Nedved, Nedved, yeah, right. Like look at Totti. Yeah. Totti's gonna have like some little administrative role now too. Yeah, not the one buying exactly. players. No, exactly. He's not. He's not gonna replace Monkey. Yeah, I, 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 I want Maldini and Milan so bad. I think everybody yeah, does, but he can't start at the top. Yeah, no, he can't start, start at the top. And just, like, yeah. Give him like a prima role. Give him like a scouting role, an ambassador role. Like, so that he's yeah. around the team so the guys see him. And that, like as fans, we see him working. But not that he has the point where he's going out and like buying players and stuff like that. He's not ready for that. Yeah. yeah he, it's, it's like he wants to go, to go on a plane to Spain and stuff like that. And uh and you know, and, and be with Mirabelli and Fasone. These guys are whipping deals apart. Maldini, you can't, you can't. You know what? I, do you guys remember Maldini's last game? He got booed. No, of course. That was one of like the most. It was like it was. It was so hard to watch. Why? But like, why though? I don't, like, know, I don't know the whole story. Like, I don't want to make up. No, a story, I do. I know. I do. I don't know the whole story, but what I know is that even like Galliani or some shit like that. I don't know. It's because they said that you like uh, that. Barese will always be our captain. Like, Barese will... Because, like, they, they still have freaking Barese signs now. Yeah, I don't know. The Curva suit is always, has always been iffy. Like, they're great for choreography, but in terms of, like, politics and stuff, they've always been... Yeah, all iffy, yeah. yeah. They're a little crazy, but they're, they're good crazy. It was good, actually, when I, we played Atalanta. Atalanta fans were chanting Serie B at us, and we tied it up. Our, our fans, they, like, we all looked at them and said, what now, what now? It was kind of cool. Um, but... No, it, you know what? It's it's Gattuso's a great, a great, great, great signing. Like I cannot stress how good of a sign, especially it, like it was reported on like Tuesday and and just got confirmed today. So it's great. Um, I just retweeted a tweet they just said in his press conference. He says we need to instill AC Milan DNA in our youngsters. Very That's true. Amazing. I honestly I love reading that from Gennaro Gattuso, Rino. Um, he 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 just knows. He just knows exactly what it takes. And that's why I like a guy like that within the organization. Yeah, yeah I mean, look at Deshilio, man. Like, if if we had somebody like Gattuso in the Primavera, Deshilio wouldn't be the way he is. No, nah, he'd right? be gone because you can't yeah. you can't have your face like that. Like, just his face hasn't changed. Like, his face hasn't changed at all. <laughs> um, 
he has no facial expression, which is weird, but whatever. Um, you know, it's been a good talk, but let's just preview Milan Cagliari. Do you mind if I say um, one more thing about Gattuso? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, from what I understand, he had some offers to be like a head coach in like Turkey yeah. and other places. Yes, sorry, we'll talk about so that. He, Go ahead. Go ahead. He took a step backwards in his coaching career just for us, and I think yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, he did, it shows but, that he yeah. loves the club, and he shows that he's a Milanista, and he literally he took a step back in his career to help us out. And he said he wouldn't do it for anybody else, but Milan is Milan. So I just exactly. and even, even just that, like. Like we've seen just quickly, because I know we gotta move on, but like prime examples with like Inzaghi and Sadov, like getting thrown into like a major coaching position right away is one of the most detrimental things you can do to a young coach. Like I know yeah. he's like, got to coach P's and stuff like that, so it's a little higher up than a primavera. But at the same time, if there's somewhere where he's really gonna establish himself and learn, I think there's no other perfect place than Milan Primavera. Obviously, it ties with Milan, but at the same time instilling a culture that he had when he was playing with the young guys so when hopefully we can take some of them into the future into the the big starting 11 like they'll have that kind of like gattuso mentality you know play for the club and stuff like that but at the same time even for him to build um more of a rapport again with milan you know still be connected actually in the team so like luca said it's one of the like most underrated low-key like amazing signings that will happen this mercato no it's for sure and, and it's huge to bring a guy like that in and uh and you know the fans will definitely appreciate that like when there's like their first training and stuff you'll see the fans lining up on the fence stuff like that you'll, you'll see them guaranteed um and it's, it's amazing and it's just i love how we're we're bringing in i don't know we're, i love where we're bringing in these guys like it's, it's the project is there it's we're on happening. the right path we're on the right path okay we're on the right path but right now, you know, I don't want to jump the boat or anything like that. You know, I want to stay humble, you know, like, especially like we've seen in the past, how like deals like can collapse and like, you know, we can like start looking at other things. But as of right now, like as of today, right now, we're looking like we're on the right path. You know, we're looking at proper targets, not dead wood. We're bringing in a legend. Like everything seems to be in order. So it's it's only positive. Yeah, only positive from here, guys. Um, Let's just preview Milan, Milan Cagliari before we get off. Um. So Milan wrapped with their Serie A season against Cagliari away at uh, at Cagliari at the Stadio Sant'Elia. Um, we play at 9 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday. The game got moved because it's not really an important game. Because um, of Roma Napoli, they have to play. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. So the game, so the game means absolutely it means nothing. Um, like there's there's nothing really. Like you can't you can't move up or down. Um, it'd be nice to get 19 wins though. It would. But yeah, at the same means- time, I'd play all my young guys. Like, play Plizzari or Storari. No, it's not. It's Plizzari not, it's is not, with the not. Italy. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Like, in terms of that, I'm playing all my young guys. Yes. Yeah. I want to see Catrone starting. Like, I just want to just throw them out there. No point of risking an injury or something like that. Like, Romagnoli doesn't have to play. I don't want to – Atsuso doesn't have to play. In theory, Donnarumma doesn't even have to play. No, yeah. Uh the I'll tell you the predicted lineup right now from Gazette. You're not going to be very happy. I, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm surprised why we're going. So this is from Mil, uh, Milan TV. So it's Donnarumma, Vagnoni, Paletta, Gomez, Calabria, Mati, Locatelli, Kuchka, Ocampos, Lapadula, Suzo. That's too many. That's too many prime guys. In my no, I know. I I'm know. throwing like a good portion of the youth team out there just to give them that experience. Like I'm, I'm okay with Calabria. Like I think. I think I'd play Locatelli for the first half and then take – well, because he hasn't played that much, so maybe do play him. But I want to see Cutrone play. I want to I want to just want to see no, no. guys play and, like, yeah. give, like, a final salute to, like – like, let's, like I like letting Zapata – 
played because, like, you know, maybe some team – he has a good game. Some team looks at him like, you know, let's take him kind yeah. of thing. Uh, but, I'm happy, but, like, but, like, Gustavo Gomez hasn't played that much this year, so I'm happy with him playing. He needs yeah. To- yeah. He's been, he's been good, honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, whenever he's played. He's been slowly adapting to the league, yeah. so it's, you know, it's always going to be a transition from Argentina. Um, yeah. Nice little backup yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a 3-4. Three, 3-4. Four. Three, four. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Ocampos is whatever. I'd play Ocampos. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, might as well. He's going to do garbage, but we don't now, you know what? Him, but, so. the, but, but they said that they might play a Honda instead. I hope they do. I think we need to yeah, rest Suso for the rest. Start. Like he deserves to start. So, yeah, the the other thing got a slight injury, so they're not going to play him. And then they said Romagnoli is not going to play us because Romagnoli is not going to play. Um, that's from Milan TV. Gazette, yeah, Gazette. No, this is wrong. This one's wrong. I'm not even going to say this one. Oh, actually, you know what? They might. No, no, this might be right because well, why not play Montalivo? He's played five games all year. Why not? I Montalivo mean, over Locatelli. I don't get. Yeah, but what happens if it's Montalivo's last game? I don't think it will be. I hope so. I don't think it will be either. I hope so. I, I do too, but I don't think it will be. Yeah, I'm because yeah. I'm tr- he's the captain. They're not going to get rid of him. Yeah, I know. Anyways, guys, the away. basically, it's- speaking of captain, just before we go, what yeah. was that whole picture of Romagnoli wearing the captain <laughs> at, the- at the barbecue? So Romagnoli was wearing the captain armband like over a t-shirt. At the barbecue, I don't know what really? the hell that was. Like, I, you know what? It might have just been like an like an inside joke with the with the boys. Like, I don't yeah, know. I, I, because there's no logical explanation to that picture. No, like, it could it could have been like a like they did like a crossbar challenge. Whoever wins gets to wear the armband for the barbecue or something like that. It was weird seeing. It was weird. I love it. I oh, I love it too. Dude. I, I hope he becomes captain. captain. He's a captain material. He's Grinta. No, you he mess, you he, don't mess with Romagnoli, captain. And and he called and he yelled. He called Juventus cheaters too. So I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. that's cool. Um, all right, guys, we're probably gonna wrap it up. We we kind of talked for a long time, but you know what? This episode needed a longer time because there's so much to discuss. Yeah, it's been such a busy week, and you know, I had a lot of fun. We got a lot of viewers and uh, a lot of guys in the live chat and stuff. Thanks, thank you guys so much for the live chat, giving your opinions and tweeting us and stuff and. Uh, by the way, we just launched our website yesterday. Um, still working on it a little bit. Kind of, we kind of, fin- I kind of finished it up the first touches. So, I really hope you guys like it. Um, we love it. it. Looks pretty professional and stuff. Um, and we're looking for we're looking for writers too. Um, not consistent writers or anything. Just contributors in general. If you just want to contribute an article, one article, it's fine. <clears throat> it's a blog, right? So, we already have one contributor working on a piece right now, actually. So. If you just want to contribute, you know, go on to contact us or even tweet us. But contact us would be better because you can email us. <clears throat> and yeah, <clears throat> sorry guys, excuse me. So yeah, I think it's my voice saying it's time to uh, it's time to end the broadcast. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. I had a really good time, episode five. We're gonna try to keep it as consistent as possible. We're really happy with our website and everything. And uh, I guess our next step we making like a Facebook page or Instagram page, right? I don't know. It's yeah. gonna be a, it's gonna be a big future. We, we know what, Mike. We might have to add another guy on to do that stuff. Yeah, we might have to, we might have to add another guy to do the Facebook. <clears throat> think about it because we've been looking to expand. So yeah, go for that. You might see yeah. a few like, little hints if anyone's interested. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So guys, thank you so much for tweeting us and and listening and everything and and uh, you know answer that phone call and keep listening. You're good. Probably meet up belly calling for some few uh, players. <laughs> You're good. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. We're definitely going to have you on again. I think we're going to go answer Mirabelli's call. Oh, true. Okay. So, Jurgen, 
You're a beauty. Yeah, he wants to go answer me the Bentley's call. He, he's the next transfer target for the Primavera side. Yeah. Apparently, you're going to have a great first touch, he told me. No, that's perfect. That's what Gattuso needs. Yeah. All right, guys. It's been great. Uh, keep, keep it, stay, stay tuned for our Twitter, and uh, thanks for watching. Ciao, Gatsy. Ciao. Forza Milan. Forza Milan. Ciao. Ciao.